0: Hi Amanda. Hi Kristen. I'm super excited for this episode. Me too. A good one from the vault. This uh this was our most popular memory keeping episode this year. Cool. Yeah I know people really really like this one and I I really loved seeing everybody's growth in memory keeping this year. It's been really cool. Everyone's been doing super interesting things and we've had different sizes of memory keeping and it's it's been really awesome to watch. I can't tell if it's My
1: own perspective being how my life is shifting, but I'm sensing that in the whole paper crafting, scrapbooking world, like, there's a big shift going on. Like, I feel like everyone is growing and evolving into things that they weren't years ago. I mean, I guess that happens with time, like, duh, Amanda. But I just feel like it's, like, a really poignant time now that I I really see it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean... I've because I we had to listen back I listened back to this episode and prep for the vault of this and it's so interesting that like six it was a little over six months ago, it was like eight months ago this launched that like I was talking a lot about like where memory keeping falls for me and a lot of priority like chat and I'm still at that point. <laughs> like yeah. I'm still and, and I've said this before recently, but like the big shift I think happened for me when we had that interview with Vanessa and she called it intuitive, like craft Like that's what it, it, I've been really just trying to feel out intuitively what I want to be working on at any given point. I think that's how my memory keepings grown the most.
0: Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been such an interesting year for me too. Um, So, like, last year, the middle of last year, I started doing these Daily Pages notebooks. And I did it because I needed this, like, just little everyday boost of creativity because between the Awesome Ladies Project, between the show, between doing things for design teams, between doing things for this and that and that, I was only getting to my desk, like, every couple of days. And then, like, I was only making, like, a scrapbook page if – Like, I needed to for the Awesome Ladies project, or I needed to for a design team, and I was just feeling really disconnected. And so I made this, you know, I made a little challenge for myself, as I do, (laughs) and now, literally like, whatever, 18 months later, this challenge, this little project that I made, has like crazily morphed the way that I view my style The it's it's made me grow more than any other project that I've ever created which is crazy because we know that I create projects um and so oh I'm like I'm doing something really stupid on my computer I have Uh. notes on my laptop and I'm pressing the mouse on my (laughs) big computer screen and I'm like why is this not happening guys it's the wrong screen It's the wrong screen. The perils of being a multi-screened world. I know, guys. We just need less screen time in 2020 right now. We need more screen time in 2020. No, but, like, so these daily pages have crazily shifted the way that I create. And I'm stunned. I am, like, crazily stunned because, guys, I've been scrapbooking since I was 15, So like I mean, coming up on like literally twenty years now, and nothing has changed the way that I scrapbook more than these tiny little notebook pages. Like I love it. That's it's crazy. It's is it because
1: is it because it really made you realize that like your creativity can get done in such small spurts without photo. Like is it
0: was it the the... there's so many different things. One, it's because I'm creating every day. Two, it's because I'm pulling. I'm using I'm using my products. Right. I'm using my supplies more than I've ever used my supplies before.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Every time I get like I don't have stacks of kits laying around. I use them all the time. I pull things from everyday life. I I use photos. I use my group book photos. I use screenshots. I use like whatever I want. And it has helped combat my decision fatigue. Yeah. It made me it's made me so much better at my bigger projects. Yeah. It's made me better at creating layouts. It's made me better at creating, you know, a December Daily. It's made me better at creating uh, Traveler's Notebook layouts. It's made me better at creating in general. Just it, it's five kinda, minutes a day. Right. It's
1: kind of because the number one rule of it is execute,
0: I yes. think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this. this doesn't have to be anything. Right. And some of my pages are so bad. Like, they're just bad. And that's okay. Yeah. And some of them are good. And sometimes I spend 30 minutes on it. But uh-huh. like, you know, maybe once every two months. Right. And sometimes I spend two minutes on it. Right. And more than anything else, more than anything I've ever done, this has changed the way that I feel about myself as a creative, as a creative person, as a creative artist, as as a human being. This practice has changed. And so, like, I taught at a, I taught at the Michigan State art museum earlier in this month and they loved my little notebooks so much like I they they hired me to teach a scrapbooking workshop right but then I brought some of the little notebooks to the first meeting and they were like wait what about these can we do something with these too and I was like we can do it we yeah you know I'm here for you guys we can do whatever we want right and so it wound up being like a a multi you know multi-project workshop and the girls at the Awesome Ladies Project who have taken on the the Daily Pages, they have grown so much. I'm so proud of them. I I've I just want to bring daily pages to more people. So I've I've the thing that I'm doing for 2020 is I've created a Daily Pages challenge at the Awesome Ladies Project. Nice. So I can just teach it to everybody. And so through the challenge, I'm gonna teach people how to develop and practice their own creative habits. I'm going to teach them how to find their style and complete an entire small notebook documenting your awesome lady life. I love it. and All in five minutes a day. It's Literally five minutes a day. That's awesome. Um, So you can sign up for that at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash daily pages. Totally free, obviously. And obviously there's awesome more stuff happening at the Awesome Ladies Project this year because it's the beginning of a new year and I'm obsessed with it. new years new routines new everything and that's how i'm growing and scrapbooking this year so let's let's make it happen ladies um every week there's gonna be a new feminist page of me prompt which is i think super exciting we're gonna have friday night hangouts oh bringing it back i love it i know i'm so excited I'm like really excited about them. There's going to be bu- a monthly book of me masterclasses. So we're going to dive deep into a subject. Um, it's going to be a like an hour long video class and it's going to be really cool. And it's the best alternative social media network for crafty as females. And the whole you know CAF community is there. We've got the White Size Book Club classrooms, forums, and everything else. And obviously, the big thing that's happening is Awesome Ladies Live so fun tickets will be on sale tickets are on sale now but um payment plan will be available january 1st six-month payment plans will be available from january 1st through february 15th three-month payment plans will be available until may 1st so lots of time it's going to be amazing the theme this year is creativity through connection and big
1: moves i love it i love everything you just said
0: (laughs) so fun (coughs) i am so excited about all of these things
1: and they all seem like right on the money
0: and they like so we right we had we talked about this episode we talked about this episode we recorded this episode we did talk about this episode while we made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. We talked and then this episode, you know, <laughs> came into existence. Uh yeah, so this episode happened and then all of these things like kept growing and like we had our season of growth was so awesome. Okay. It might be it might be my favorite uh season topic. Sure. Because everything just it it everything just kept growing. I feel like the season of growth has just continued, and all of the things that we talked about, and all of the things that we did during our season of growth, have just continued to grow. Yeah, so good. Um, and like so many so many of the, the concepts and the things that we talked about are just continue to like recur. Yeah. And I'm just so excited to bring all of the things that like. Yeah, I don't even know, like bloomed and blossomed in this season of growth and like some of them lie dormant for a little while and now they're here and they're back and I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited. Yeah.
1: So this is an awesome episode. So good. The
0: things that I want to know from you guys for the community, tell us what you are scrapbooking in 2020. Tell your how tell us how you're scrapbooking. Tell us like what are your memory keeping goals? Um and like what do you want to learn about this year? What do you want to like go deeper on? What are you interested in? I just want want to know. I kind of want to chat about that in After Chatter. Yes. So we're going to chat about that in After Chatter. If you guys have questions, if you guys have answers, go on the forums. Let us know. There's some really good chatter on the forums already about planners, One Little Word. So come tell us what you're thinking about this episode, too. And uh, we'll be over on After Chatter discussing those things uh, ourselves. All right. Nice. Have a great episode, guys.
1: Well, back at school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, but, you know, now there's no more breaks. Now the next big break is summer, so. So exciting. So let's just get there, right? Let's get there. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) So today we are going to build on one of our most popular episodes, which is Why We Scrapbook. And talk about a couple of different ways that you can scrapbook um, in, I don't want to say non-traditional ways, sure, but just fun ways. we're going to talk about how we've been scrapbooking so far in 2019. We're going to talk about one of our favorite projects, Allie's Week in the Life, that's coming up next week. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've been doing that is absolutely scrapbooking, but is not the traditional this is what scrapbooking looks like when you go into a big box store sure and I know there are so many women out there that listen to the show that are like but scrapbooking has to look like this and scrapbooking has to look like this and that doesn't fit into my life well we're going to call bullshit on that and tell you how you can scrapbook in ways that fit into your life and help you tell your stories in a way that fits who you are.
1: Yeah, and I love that you've been using the word scrapbook because that is what we do, and that implies paper. But, you know, scrapbook is also a code word for just, like, documenting and memory keeping in general. And I feel like that's a new, like, just, you know, whatever word you decide to use, there's, like, 150 different ways. Sans paper that you could also scrapbook, air quotes, right? So I feel Absolutely. like, right? So I feel like this is a nice little revisit of that episode, which episode number escapes me, but I know we did. Re- I think it was eight. No, eight is what you're, what's your are yes. saying. So
0: maybe it was nine. Maybe or a, eleven.
1: One of the early ones, season one, and we did revisit it from the vault
0: recently yeah and and it's literally two of our highest ever listened to episodes sure
1: i mean crafty-ass females and from the background we come to come from um naturally but yeah so it, it feels like an appropriate revisit i think because i'm in such a different place than when we first recorded it and where i'm at in like memory keeping too so i love this
0: and i love that it's i want to talk about let's first let's first dive into these words okay? yeah yeah Well, one, why do I use the word scrapbook? Yeah. One, because I'm a paper person. Mm -hmm. I am a books person. I make scrapbooks. I literally make books and I put scraps in them. I collect scraps. And that was the first ever thing you did. Yeah. And like, I mean, and not, and before I even knew what the hell it was, like I would cut shit out of magazines. Oh, that's a cute boy. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, my mom would get so annoyed when I would ask her, can, oh, can wait, Can I get Tiger Beat? <laughs> no, you can't get Tiger Beat. I'm not going to spend $3.99 on a magazine. <laughs> um, But then it was like, you know, also other stuff. What movies did I go to the, see at the movie theater with my friends? All of these little things to say, hey this is a thing that I did instead of you know talking about it and just letting it pass me by sure I found little notebooks and I stuck it in there or I found little uh things and I put my scraps in there and being the people that we are we gravitate towards pretty paper
1: yeah and preservation everything you just said is like ah preservation yeah yeah
0: I mean, I love buying blank notebooks.
1: Yeah.
0: I saw a meme the other day that was like, oh, can't buy this notebook because I have eight blank notebooks at home. I laughed at that (laughs) and I was like, who the hell has eight blank notebooks at home? I have 80 blank notebooks at home and I'm absolutely going to buy another blank notebook. Sure. Because there are so many things that you can do with a blank notebook And we will get into perfectionism a little bit later on in the show, but a blank notebook signifies so many things, including the potential to be more. And I love that scrapbooking allows you to take that potential of a blank notebook and fill it with. All of the things that you are, not the things that you want to be, not the goals that you have for yourself, which are all wonderful things that you can also fill a blank notebook. But scrapbooking allows you to say, this is who I am mm. and this is what I've done and these are the experiences that I am currently existing and enjoying
1: yeah yeah and you've always kind of like you've always emphasized the declaration of that that scrapbooking is such a poignant wonderful declaration of that i find myself my like gratitude for me i think has been the main like that a lot of that Declaration has been weaved into my scrapbooking right and identity and finding out who you are and like discovering it through the preservation and the crafting but like the past few years it's all been i'm so happy this happened i'm so happy like it, that that's been the theme my december daily was more processing but like a i want to say like 90 percent of my stuff was like thank you Look what could happened thank you like you know it's usually a Thank you.
0: Yeah, and, and we have that space, and it's a gift that we can give to ourselves because first we have the gift of the supplies, and we can be thankful that we have the ability to have these supplies in the first place, which is wonderful because not everyone has the ability to have these supplies, and it's a gift to be able to have these notebooks and these pretty papers and that is a gift in of itself. Yeah. Second, it's a gift to be able to have experiences wonderful enough to document. And wonderful doesn't mean perfect. Right. It doesn't mean that you live the picket fence life. Right, no. In fact, they might be shitty experiences. Yep. Still thankful. Yeah. But they're your experiences. Right. And to be grateful that you have your life And the ability to document your experiences is another thing to be grateful for. True. And then we have this thing that we can be grateful for, which is on top of all those things, is that we have this gift of being able to create this incredible art that takes the supplies, that takes the stories and mashes them together and creates something that only you can create. You're the only one who gone who's gone through the experiences. You're the only one who has access to these exact supplies with your experiences. So you're the only one who can create this specific type of art. Yeah. And so what you wind up with is something that is uniquely you. Yeah. And if that's not something to be grateful for, then then what is? Yeah. And I think we
1: mentioned in the Why We Memory Keep episode, but like
0: it is getting more and more
1: clear this vision in my head of like My funeral All my memory albums Around my casket Like Like I constantly Envision this That like It is not in vain All this stuff Yes it's for me In a process And in the moment And I love looking at My most recent albums But like this stuff Is gonna tell my story Like when I'm gone Like I don't know
0: It's not I I completely agree with you And I don't wanna say Like it's not morbid Because It is It's not morbid in a bad way Right Right
1: Yeah At least not to me.
0: (laughs) Well, like, I think this is one thing that I've been thinking about um, in terms of... I think this is one thing that our generation is a little bit better at than, like, say, our parents' generation. Right. Of kind of, like, talking about the realities of life. Yeah. And death is a reality of life. Yeah. And, you know, no one has made it out of life (laughs) without dying. Like, it, it happens. Like, that's... That's what happens at the end of life. And when we've accumulated all of these wonderful stories and all of these wonderful memories of our lives, and we go through, it's not the trouble of documenting our life, but the- The
1: The work of it, yeah.
0: The work, exactly, the work of documenting our life, the wonderful work of documenting our life. It's part of who we are as a person. Yeah. And if it's something to be proud of, then it's something that we should share in celebration of our lives. And that's what a funeral is. It's a celebration of our lives. And and in wanting to to show who we are and what our stories are and, and, you know, who we are as people. Yeah. And, you know, in those types of celebrations of life, the, the funerals that I've been to over the years that have meant the most to me, the things that have always stuck out to me is talking to the different people of different ages and different generations that have known the the loved one, or the, not even necessarily the loved one, the, the the person who has passed away, and learning different stories about them, about who they were at a different time in their life, whether they, you know, when it was uh, when the person was a young child or when they were a teenager or, you know, maybe it was when they got married or some something. But, like, uh, for me and my grandpa, I only knew my grandpa for the 21 years that I was alive. Right. And he was always, you know, an old man to me because he was my grandpa. Yeah. But all of these other people knew stories from when he was a teenager. Right. And from when he was, you know, my mom's dad and growing up. But when we write the stories of our lives and scrapbooks and we have, you know, I went to go see the Harry Potter movies or, uh, you know, I have scrapbook pages of when I went to the midnight showings of the books for the the, the seventh book. There are things that only happen to us and only happen in time, you know, once or twice. And and 50 years from now, you know, Game of Thrones is ending. In 50 years from now, when everyone... For some of us, it's never started.
1: (laughs) I'm one of the 1% of the population.
0: (laughs) Well, no, see, that's not true. So many people I know, like everyone I know who isn't watching Game of Thrones, everyone is like, well, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Well, of course, you know, you've never seen Game of Thrones. It takes at minimum, 80 hours of your life to watch Game of Thrones. Gotcha. So, like, but for others, like, I remember watching the first episode of Game of Thrones on the first night that it aired at 10 o'clock on HBO, and that was literally 10 years ago. And in 50 years, that, like, there are cultural moments that bond people. Yeah. Like the moon landing. Sure. And... You know, 9-11 for us. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because, uh, like, kids now, they don't have a 9-11 moment. Hmm. And so our cultural moments, the things that bond us together, those stories, the big stories, and the little stories, the movies, the things we have for breakfast... Those are the things that make us human.
1: And uniquely human in the time and space that we're human, which is what you're celebrating in the scrapbook.
0: Right. And, And there's so many different ways for us to scrapbook.
1: Yeah. Well, before you get into that, just off of what you're saying, too, like for me, the past few years, memory keeping has become such this Blend of the past Present and future like I think we think Oh it's all documenting the past like you're Living in the past but like the present Moment of, of crafting Is so rich but then you're Thanking or celebrating Or processing what happened in the past But then I'm constantly When those two things are happening acutely Aware of like the future And how I want this to Tell the story of my life and then it just Like last week's plant episode It kind of ties into that whole, like, reminder how temporary everything really is. And then it makes you think of, like, the future. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, like...
0: I think you're absolutely right. And and, for anyone who thinks that scrapbooking is spending time in the past, I think that that's absolutely wrong. I think you can't be further from the truth. Right. I think that you can't scrapbook the past. You can only scrapbook the present because... As you are journaling about the past, you don't transport yourself back 20 years and not remember everything that's happened in the last 20 years. Right. You are journaling with history on your side. You know everything that's happened. Like if I'm journaling about something that happened in high school, I don't magically forget about everything that happened in college in the last 20, you know, 10 years of my life. I am who I am because of everything that's happened in between. And I can only journal about that. I can only tell the story about that with that lens. But see... I can't go back and say, like, oh, yeah, now I'm exactly my 16-year-old self again. Right. Well, you're,
1: you're thinking of it insofar as, like... The next day or the next week after something's happened is still technically the present time But i'm talking about people that even think like I went to brunch yesterday Why would I even spend the time the next day to think about what I did yesterday? Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like some people don't even understand Of course not as crafty as females who memory keep because we get it But like when people when I tell people I scrapbook or like their association is but why would you want to visit? Like don't you just want to move on with your day? Like why spend the time? Time to like reflect,
0: if people aren't reflecting on the things that they're doing, then they're just not like I agree. But I to be completely honest, if you're not spending time on self reflection, then you're not doing a good enough job of being a self-reflective person like
1: and a developing human like we right, talked you're not about gonna last have week. any
0: personal growth right like we
1: talked about last week with the plants like just like you're constantly developing so what are what tool are you using to examine what you did the day before and how you could be better the next day right so but again it's that blending of like this happened yesterday how am i processing it and reflecting on it today it's gonna matter how i'm gonna be tomorrow but it's always that blend. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what were you going to say before that with like different ways to document?
0: Right. And, and so and like this is exactly what I want to get into. That scrapbooking and its various forms are inherently an amazing tool for personal growth. Sure. Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're constantly reflecting on, well, what did I do? How did I feel about that? How does this make me feel? You know, this is a story in my life that makes me feel joyful. This is a story in my life that makes me feel sorrow. This is a story in my life that, you know what? I don't know how this makes me feel. Let me put some stickers on this page. And while I'm looking at the stickers and moving this picture around, I'm going to think about this a little bit and see how it makes me feel. Yeah. And... If you're not interested in personal growth, this might not be the hobby for you. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that, it's, it's okay for us to have different hobbies. Sure. Not everyone in the entire world is suited to scrapbook about their lives. Yeah, it takes a lot of introspection. And if it's not, if
1: you're not introspective.
0: <laughs> right. If that's yeah. not for you, then that's not for you. Sure. I'm not super interested in fly fishing. <laughs> Same here. I'm not like I can't spend that much time outside right I I take medicine that makes it really hard for me to spend more than a half an hour out in the sun I also don't particularly care for fish
1: we're hooking them
0: in the little mouth yeah yeah I, it's not <laughs> I've gone fishing multiple times like I said my grandfather loved fishing sure my uncle has a house had a house on the lake they taught me to fish i don't like it yeah you can be like there's tons of people that do fishing for introspection
1: well that's one of those hobbies that we've talked about before too though that like gets you out of yourself a little bit you have to kind of focus on not
0: inside and you can do it but not for me right you know i've tried it not for me yeah there's tons of hobbies that we can do. There's tons of things that we can do. And I encourage everyone to try a whole bunch of different things. There's lots of things that I'd like to try. I'd really like to try crossbow. Okay. There's a crossbow range in town. I'd Love to try that one day. Yeah. I have no idea why. <laughs> it just seems kind of cool. I kind of feel you'd rock it. <laughs> My cousin does it. She has crossbow. And she says it's badass, so...
1: I recently watched this Sebastian Meniscalco skit where he talks about his buddy with, like, the crossbow.
0: <laughs> like, I, so I just seems picture like, you, like,
1: defending your home with it.
0: Well, I mean, I have no interest in guns. I don't want to own a gun. I right. don't want to keep a gun in my house. But, like, zombie apocalypse. And you uh, you need something with that wide range to reach across your yard. I, it seems like, you know, that that would be something that I would be – interested in learning. I feel like that's your weapon. You are like Pottery? I would really like to learn yes, pottery. Save me too.
1: Um very demi and ghost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that I would be like a little bit nervous that like maybe I would get a ghost. <laughs> and that would like a hot haunt one me with my pottery. A hot one like Patrick Swayze, that wouldn't be so bad. It's possible. <sighs> yeah. And then I would get like super spooked and be like <laughs> can you just like explain to me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing right? Can you just tell me like, and then I would get nervous. And then I'd be like, no, this is a hobby and I'm here to relax. I don't care what you're telling me, ghost. I just need to do this for myself. And that's how I would get over my ghost pottery.
1: I love that the ghost is only attached to the pottery
0: hobby. (laughs) There There wouldn't be a ghost attached to the crossbow hobby. No, no, no ghosts for crossbow hobby, just for the pottery. But you don't have to scrapbook like everybody else in order to be a scrapbooker. How have you been scrapbooking this year so far? So, in a couple of different really great ways. So I've been doing this thing called daily pages. Last year I was doing morning pages. So last year I was doing it. I was calling it morning pages. Okay. Because the first thing I would do every morning was I would get up in the morning and I would come and I'd do the pages. Okay. I changed it from morning pages to daily pages for a couple of reasons. One, I started. The way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had no idea that that was a thing before I started doing it. And that was confusing as hell. Um, And then I started teaching it to other people. And people were like, but I don't want to do it in the morning. And I'm like, you definitely don't have to do it in the morning. Right. I just do it in the morning because that way I don't have to think about it. And then be like, oh, I need to go over to my table and do it. Okay. Um, two. Jeff started working at night. Right. Which meant my sleep schedule got way more screwed up. And I was not working and getting up at, like, Seven thirty in the morning yeah. like I was and so my morning routine got all changed around and then I was feeling guilty because I was not doing my morning quote-unquote morning pages as soon as I woke up in the morning quote-unquote yeah and so you know what I was like you know what this is not about me doing pages in the morning it's that's not what this was about this was just about me getting creative every single day mm-hmm. and as long as it was you know one of the first things I did every day on my, you know, work agenda type thing, right. my creative agenda, that's all that mattered.
1: Yeah. And now I'm looking at your Instagram feed, because so I just want to say you, you've been posting a lot of pages, but that's for the 100 days, not necessarily for, that's not your daily pages.
0: Right. I've been reposting my 100, the 2017 100 days pages. Got it. So that I could get everybody inspired for my huh. uh, free 100 questions class. Fun. Because I also never posted all of them. Right. So, so it's like, why am Get I just it. sitting on all this material?
1: Get it. I wanted to know if that was kind of how your daily pages were looking, but your daily pages are looking more like your morning pages were looking. Yeah,
0: my daily pages are, I, take, I have a notebook. It's a, a small notebook. It's like a pocket traveler's notebook. Mm-hmm. So they're three and a half by five and a half. And every day I just make something on a two-page spread. That's awesome. Whether it has a, sometimes it has a photo, sometimes it doesn't. It usually uses whatever I have lying around on my desk. Yeah. So sometimes it has memorabilia. Sometimes it has something I clipped out of a magazine. Sometimes it has a journaling card. On Mondays, I put my currently lists in my book. I love it. That is the only real thing that I do that is, like, this is what I do. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very, what am I feeling like? Mm -hmm. As long as I do a thing, that's all that matters. Um, When I get new products, I like to test them out in there. Mm -hmm. So, like, new stamps. I play with my new stamps in there. Because when I get new things, sometimes, especially stamps, I feel a little bit nervous using them on, like, full pages. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to, like, screw up the page. Uh, Especially stamps. Yeah. But when I'm playing in my Daily Pages book, it doesn't matter. It's not for anyone. It's for me to practice. It's for me to play around with every day. It's for me to have a space every single day to be creative, because that's the whole point. Yeah. And the point of these books is that, so they have like 32 pages in them, which means they have 16, or I guess 15 double pages, and then a front and a back cover. So every two weeks, I make a new book. Nice. And so I have two books a month. And so every month, I just have two new books. Two. And, and you've been finding
1: a rhythm, and it's been working. Right.
0: Yeah. And, like, those are my little, like, and those more than anything are, like, scrap books. Right. Like, books of scraps. Yeah. Like, I have a little bit of pretty paper left over. Awesome! It goes in this book, yeah. And so I feel I feel really good about like, oh, I cut off uh, you know two inches by three inches of a pretty piece of scrap paper. I don't feel like it's gonna go to waste because I have these books that I can put them in. Yeah. Whereas before I would have put it in a scrap bin. And it would have sat at the bottom of a pile. And then I would have like never found a perfect place for it because I was going to put... What what am I going to do? Put it on the corner of a layout somewhere on a big thing? Yeah. I used to feel like everything had to have its place. Yeah. And now that I have a space to be creative just for the sake of being creative... All of those little bits, all of those little things that were precious because they had value but not precious enough to use on quote-unquote real scrapbook pages, okay. they find a place in these little Daily Pages notebooks because they're a part of my creative practice.
1: Yeah, and it seems like... They're in your routine in order to get the job done. They're not in your routine, again, as this, like, top-notch preservation project.
0: Right. So that
1: makes the difference, too. The shift in your mind of, like, a page has got to get done. Daily page. Like, what do I have to use? This is what I have. Here we go. It's done. Move on. Like, it's just, it's that kind of project. Yeah. It's
0: not about telling specific stories. It's about... Just being,
1: but some people don't even realize that. Like when you set yourself up with like a scrapbooking project or like a memory keeping adventure, right? Like they pick the supplies and they choose the album and they choose they like all this choosing of physical things need to happen. But that is a choice that needs to happen. Like how do I want the approach to feel, and how do I need? So like right, so like there's so much more choice besides what's laid out in front of you, and the fact that we're so versed and then it kind of happens naturally. Like our brains go, what do we need this project to do for me? If that choice comes before the supplies, then the supplies kind of comes naturally.
0: It becomes, it, it it comes a lot more naturally, right. I think. Um, especially when you've taken a lot of the pressure off the supplies. Yeah. And the supplies become a lot less more um yeah a lot less more sorry the supplies become a lot less uh precious right like they're still valuable there's still inherent value in them yeah but their preciousness becomes less sure you're still getting to use them and they still are exciting yeah, and and the worst, like the worst thing that could ever happen with craft supplies, is that you buy them, you wait to use them, and then you can't use them because you've waited too long to use them. Then you know there's no more sticky left on the sticker. Your paint has dried up. You know your rub-ons don't rub anymore. Yeah, that's like you know the the absolute worst thing that could happen to a craft supply. Yeah, and it happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, it it's happened to me, I don't even know how many times, yeah. but by doing this Daily Pages project, and I've been doing it for just about a year now, I started the first week of June last year, and I have, I've, and I've tried a bunch of different uh, types of notebooks, mm-hmm. I go back and forth between Scout books and field notes. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I have thirty blank scout books and like twenty blank field notes notebooks. Yeah. Um, but I've done a couple of like Studio Calico printed full size travelers notebooks as well. Mm-hmm. But I found the, the less that I have to work with, the more creative I am. Sure. I feel that way too. And... But
1: something like the more that, that project, I, you could go nuts with stuff. Well,
0: yeah. And the more that I ha- I use that for my, like, just be creative time, Yeah. the less that I feel like I need to be creative when I want to tell specific stories with my other scrapbooks. I
1: get that. I get
0: it. So, like, the other ways that I've been scrapbooking this year are I have monthly project life pages. Where at the end of the month, I'm like, what stories do I want to tell this month? Well, what this size in Gen- is it? It's 9 by 12. Okay. So I do literally one spread. Yeah. One two-page spread for each month. Got it. So I print out, like, four or five pictures a month. And it takes me... A couple of hours to do that spread and then I'm done yeah and that's it I wait till the end of the month I write down what I want to print out I go to the computer I print out those photos and then I do that page yeah and then it's done yeah and that's my project life for the month I had been trying to do project life in six by eight but then I was making more than one page per month And that got too complicated.
1: Yeah, six by eight, I think, is my favorite size. But I agree. I feel like I can't. I can only tackle it for like a month-long project or like smaller projects. But then it becomes like the focus of that one
0: thing. Yeah, I complete. I one hundred percent completely agree. It is my favorite size to make layouts in. Yeah. But you can't say that much. And then you start to want to make more pages and then it gets complicated. Yeah. The other thing that I've been making, which I'm loving, straight up loving, are these standalone traveler's notebook pages. Okay. So Kelly Perky makes a traveler's notebook kit with traveler's notebook pages. Mm -hmm. And theoretically, they're supposed to be glued into a traveler's notebook. Freckled Fawn makes Traveler's Notebook page protectors that you can just slide into a Traveler's Notebook and you just drop, you know, if you cut paper to a Traveler's Notebook size, you just put the pages in a regular, you know, the page protectors like you would a regular scrapbook. Yeah. So I've been using the Kelly Perky Traveler's Notebook kit that I've been getting because... She makes amazing paper Mm -hmm. and you get a stamp and you get letter stickers and Kelly Perky makes the best letter stickers. Um, And then I've been making these double page TN spreads and putting them in these freckled fawn page protectors. So fun. And it's, it's just like making, it's like making a, um, an eight by eight layout if it were cut in half. And it's, I mean, I must've made, I don't know, I just got my journaling pen. So I have to do journaling on a bunch of them. But I've made like 20 double page spreads in the last like three months. Fun. I love them. And
1: that seems like it like kind of a blend of the other two projects, you know, in a way where you're just like pasting on a paper, but then also albuming it up.
0: Yeah, that's like what I've been doing for. If I were if I had. These are analogous to, like, the 12 by 12 layouts that I made in college. Yeah. But in a new fun format and with
1: these new, like...
0: And it doesn't cost me a zillion dollars to get shit shipped to my house. because <laughs> right. I don't have, you know... I mean, it literally comes in a first-class envelope. <laughs> right. So it costs $3 to get shipping. So, sure. like, PSA, guys, if you want to get into scrapbooking, but you're like, this shit takes up so much room, and it costs an arm and a leg to get stuff shipped to my house, look into this TN size, the stuff from Kelly Perky is amazing. The stuff from Freckled Fawn is amazing. And it does not cost an insane amount to get shipped to you. I love it. It also doesn't, like, it doesn't take a, that much room in your house. You can put all of this stuff in a bag. So um, those are two webinars that I'm going to do uh, very shortly. One on my daily pages and how I have that all set up. And one on my TN setup. So oh. those will be on the awesomeladiesproject.com slash webinar soon. So cool. And they'll be amazing. So cool. I'm kind of similarly
1: participating in memory keeping in this, in kind of the same way you are. Where like, I wake up every morning and I've been reading this simple abundance book. And in the middle of January, so every day I read like a daily passage. You know, at least I go to with my morning coffee at, you know, 3.30 in the morning When I wake up as a teacher, like, that's the first thing I go to, that book. And in January, they had, she had talked about, like, a gratitude, daily gratitude journal, whatever. So I bought the one line a day book. It's like a little chubby little hand. It's about the size of your hand. And since, like, January 14th, I've been filling the line, the, the few little lines in every day. So I feel like that's kind of my daily page, even though it's not a page, but it's like a good little connecting piece and it makes me reflect on the day before. And even though it isn't scrappy, it still feels like how the new version of myself that came out of that tough year last year needs to document. You know what I mean? And so like the old me's like, oh, but what about the pretty pictures and the stickers? And it, like I still feel that like insane person want to come through, <laughs> but it's just not where I am in the development of this craft right now. So I just, even though I hear it, Go like, but make it pretty and blah, blah, blah. I go, nope, I just need to write it with the same pen every day. Like, you know, so that's been my experience with like the daily stuff. And then, you know, because I also came from what? I don't know, three or four years of like memory planning in a happy planner where I was inputting photos and digital stuff on a planner layout on my computer every day and then printing it out Sunday and hybridly add it. Like, you know, so I came off of last year with like four years of like constant pretty documenting. You know, so this year has been very different. And then same as you, I've been doing a nine by 12 monthly project life. Just, and I, I wrote a blog post about it that the theme of it was just like Dolly, just like Pitbull says, because it was like, do it like Allie. And so I just abbreviated that and just said Dolly. Like So anytime I see her do a monthly Project Life Spread, I kind of check how she does it. And then the goal is at the end of the month to pull from her how what will help me make my stories, if not just carbon copy what I did the month before. But I've only finished January and February. And then I had a goal to make March and April kind of combined. But... It's been hard to figure out when I can execute now. March, but April isn't even over. Right. So I'm assuming next weekend this will happen, but then next weekend comes and it's like podcast work and teacher work and new boyfriend and like everything else that fills up my, cre- my crafting space. So it's all well-intentioned, but I need to find the space to just blast it out. But I like... But you're so, but you're so
0: worried about April You should still only be worried about March.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess. But I just I I'm the type of person that when April passes, I want to be caught up. Like, I just want to now think about May. And speaking of May, a week in the life, Ali's week in the life is coming up on Sunday, starting Sunday. So I'm thinking maybe that'll be my May in my project life. But how can I focus on that if I didn't blast out March and April? You know, so I.
0: you are thinking about it wrong. I am yeah that's what I need to do I need to be like it's not April isn't over yet you can't even be doing it like Allie because Allie hasn't thought about April because April isn't over yet I know but it, it's like two more days it's not over yet it's five more days not when this airs we're not but we're not airing yet
1: yeah I can not do it this weekend thought I but it's not over yet and I'm not yelling just at Amanda. I'm yelling <laughs> at all of you out there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, you
0: are all being too hard on yourself. I'm not stressed about it. It's just that's what I But intention. you're putting yourself in impossible standards. You're setting impossible standards for yourself.
1: Well, I know, like, if it passes and it never gets documented, I'm, we've talked about this before, I'm not one for the catch-up. I'm one for the comeback. So if I never but you catch can't, up. But you can't
0: put impossible standards on yourself. You literally it, can't. To get it done when I know I can't? But you can't... You But you, say, you literally said, I want to do it like Allie. Yeah. And Allie said, I'm waiting until the end of the month... Yeah. ...to even start thinking about what I'm going to document. Sure. And you are getting nervous because... It's not even the end of the month, and you're nervous about how you're going to get it done. Well, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get it done once the month is over. But it's not the end of the month yet. Okay, you're right. You can't, you can't, and this is what we do to ourselves. This is what we do to ourselves all the time. We set impossible standards. We're not supposed to be thinking about this until the end of the month. You're right. If you want to worry about what's not done yet, worry about March not being done yet. Okay, I am. (laughs) <laughs> good like that's something to be worried about I'm also worried that I haven't gotten March done yet yeah but like not
1: horribly worried yeah not worried worried <laughs> but like
0: yeah no on my, on my to do list is March is not done yet sure and in five days you know then I have to worry about like April needs to get done right but and I'm so, already
1: going like well I can combine them like I'm already saying to myself so like, then next week yeah. worry
0: about combining them alright you should not be worried about combining them this week Okay, fair. Because that's setting yourself up for failure. I guess you're right. If you want to set yourself up for success with these memory-keeping projects, you need to stick with the goals that you set yourself up for. Okay. And if you want to follow Allie, then follow what Allie's doing, because you need to be able to say, you know, this is the person I came to the dance with. This is the, the these are the rules that I set myself up for. This is what I am going to do. And if you know, if we get to, you know, it's it's literally April 26th to today. Yeah. And if it's I don't have time to work on marches this week, that's okay. Yeah. But literally don't worry about it. Because it's just a project life page.
1: Yeah. So I'm not super worried about it. It's just.
0: But then don't worry about it being. I can't get to this. If you want to think about, you know, like, how am I going to get March's pages done before April? Then worry about that. But if you can't. Get because that's your deadline. Yeah, but the thing
1: is, I had off this week, so I figured if I could do most of April with March on this week off, it would be a lot better than me waiting till the actual end of april since that's what i said when i know teaching's going to come again full force that's all it was it was just the open space that i knew i had and i was like but that's changing your plan yeah but it's also not being so rigid about needing to fit all of april in for april like it's me just letting go of the last few days of april because i know teaching will start up again like it's not going to be a big deal and i probably won't have much to document because i'll just be back in the teacher tornado so to get 90% of April done before April finished in combination with March and being caught up. So that's why I addressed it. And then I think cuz then the next the first weekend right. of May when I should be worrying about April is
0: starting week in the life, which I hope. but you should but 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 the whole, but hold on. But that's not true. Okay? Because you didn't finish March.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: And so you can't start thinking about the future of your project until you're caught up with your project.
1: I mean, or I can, or I could just blow March and April away and just do Week in the Life because it's more inspiring to me.
0: Yes, you okay. can completely forget about Project Life if if Project Life is not inspiring to you, and if doing Project Life while you're teaching is not really doable, then just keep doing like just keep doing weekly projects like do yeah. December Daily in December, and do Week in the Life like that is yeah like I think I think coming to that conclusion is so much more rewarding than saying I'm going to do it like Allie because this is Allie's friggin' full-time job, man. Sure. And you have a full-time job that is way (laughs) more different. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, doing Week in the Life, where you can, like, document what your actual life is like, which documents your full-time job, which is so much more like, in-depth and so much more interesting than, like, these overview little things. Yeah. Like, that's a much more interesting, in my opinion, a much more interesting conclusion.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I feel like doing. But that's that's the key, is that, like, you know, there's a little bit of back lag and there's a little bit of, like, I want to be caught up and continue on the path that I was. But there's also, like, fuck it and there's also but like, like I
0: mean what what for March and April happened that you're interested in documenting I
1: mean it, it was pretty important I feel like it was pretty important I feel like the end of March was when I got together with my now new boyfriend and then April's just been full of But us. like so I have a question
0: so I want to document that I guess it doesn't do have you? to be yeah I, or do you want a specific new do you want a different journal for your new boyfriend because like let's let's tease this out a little bit If you stay with him, then having him in your project life is awesome. Yeah. And if you stay with him, then maybe you want a special, like, we got together. Sure. This is the first time. Like, this is awesome. If you don't stay with him, do you want him in your project life? I mean, it happened. I don't know. I don't know
1: how I feel. Like, I just feel like.
0: Because, hold on, when you broke up with John, having him in all of your, these are my life albums. Was super painful.
1: Yeah, but not now. I, I don't know. I just feel like... That's a good point. I just feel like I I have an album for 2019. And it's awesome. And I just want to keep adding to that album. I originally thought I was going to add every month. And do the kind of like alley spread. But I'm already one month behind closing in on two months behind i kind of interested in week in the life not two months behind but that's why i said almost closing in but you're not but
0: like that's but that is literally wrong
1: okay so i'm one month behind. you're
0: one month behind
1: and i don't foresee myself being able to do april in the
0: time that but but you have all of may to do april
1: i guess that's true i see what you're saying It's the open space. So, like, until
0: the end of April, you are like not even technically
1: behind. Got it. Behind
0: on March. I
1: see what you're saying. I see how you're reframing my brain.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's fair. That's fair. Because, like, if you if you wait until the end of the month to start doing the the previous month, you have the whole month to do the month. Yeah.
1: But see, like, all of this brain energy, like. Yes, we're talking about it for the show. And yes, it is in my mind as a crafter, but it is nowhere near as crucial and important and as life-changing as it used to be for me. Like this is all, totally. this is, right, this is all fun chatter, but like I love living life and not having to share this like on a blog, on a blog or like. On Instagram or in general. Like, right. Like, none of my... doing that on Instagram.
0: (laughs) You can't. Like, you're gonna write that on your friggin' phone. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. That's why why having a show is good. And then being able to talk about this is good. Because you can't write this in Instagram. Right. And... You also can't have this conversation without another person. Yeah. And also, like, the,
1: the post... The nature of posting a project by getting people hyped about product and hyped about your creativity. Like that's gone for me. Like, I want people to be hyped about my creativity. I'm hyped about it. But it's not number one anymore. It's just not. It's just what's number one is, like, the memory. And number one is, like, me doing the hobby. And, me, and number one is, like, just the memory, I guess. And if the memory will always be there, whether or not it documents, whether or not I document it. So, like, that's why as much as we're having this conversation, like, it's all good for me. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So that, that's
0: been a change since the first episode went live. Well, that's why I'm super pumped trying to help you figure out the best way for you to tell your story because that's the only thing that I care about. Yeah. Because the only thing that I care about is helping other women tell their stories in the best way possible for them. Yeah. And loud and clear, Kristen. Right, like the only thing that matters to me is like what's the best way for you to get at you telling your stories in the way that's going to matter for you. The way that's going to, I don't want to say be the least amount of work for you, but help you do the work in the most efficient and most fun and most creative way ease, possible. Ease. Just And ease. get you the most joy. Yeah. And, and have th- you have something that's going to make you, like, just grin, like, so hard when you open that book up every single time. You're so right. Which yeah. is, I know how you feel about your December daily. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself. So, right. so like, whether it's doing a monthly project life, whether it's like, um, I know, I, I know you had a really good time when you went to the baseball game. Yeah. So like, if it's putting that in your project life, or if it's just doing a layout about going to the baseball game, right? Which feels better, like if it's doing, you know, putting a little card in about like, oh yeah, you know, go Mets. Or if it's just, like, actually, you know, nothing else really mattered. But, like, you know, and then for April, if it's, you know, making pierogies, and then you finally got, I know you finally got the recipe. Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to include the recipe, like, that's, yeah. Right. And, like, which ways do you want to tell those stories? And it's only, like, doing these things and, like, actually talking them out and saying, like, Well, these are the stories that matter to me, and telling these types of stories, and, you know, like, not even these types of stories, but, like, these specific stories, that's the stuff that I want to document. Yeah. And say, like, well, yeah, actually, this does fit in Project Life. Yeah. Or, you know, in March, it fits in, you know, a Project Life spread, and in April, actually, I really only care about this story and this story, and it fits better on just a layout size. Yeah. And I've been thinking like, for like
1: to set up next year, right? Because again, don't panic if like the way you want, like I'm like maybe a digital something, like a blur book, because I, I have been finding myself going through my photos like fondly, but knowing that with my schedule and the teaching, like there's no time to sit and lay out. And de- so I'm like, all right, so maybe next year I'll, you know, come up with something else. You know, so I think, to your point And you're so right And like Just to where This episode's going And you know Week in the life Coming up Like Allie We always say Is like the unofficial Friend of the podcast We've had her on twice She's like The goddess that we love her But like She's so good At like inserting these projects that when it's right for you like you can just pick up and run with and like I feel like that's what week in the life is if it's right for you and it's gonna make you joyful and ease and all that that's what December daily was for me this past December like it was the right thing at the right time that I needed but in past Decembers it wasn't so like it really is like feel yourself out like don't feel yourself but like feel out how you want to do things (laughs) But, yeah, but so I, I just think, like, we can The life starts Sunday if you feel inspired to do it and you feel you could do it with ease and it's the right time. Like, that's, again, but it goes back to what we said earlier about, like, allow, like, the choices you have to make when you embark on a project are not just the stuff. It's,
0: like, how you want it to feel and how you want to approach it. Absolutely. and And I think the approach is so important because – one you can take Somebody else's approach Especially if you're doing A project for the first time Yeah It's really great To take somebody yeah. else's approach Because You know There are so many things Where You have no idea What's gonna happen Yeah
1: and you need to They say this in design All the time Like you need to copycat Before you can understand What's happening To then make your own Kind of thing So I do get that And I've done it before
0: So like That's always a great idea Yeah But also then like Make things your own Yeah Yeah um, did Allie talk about Week in the Life in one of our episodes?
1: I think she briefly mentioned it that it was one of her projects, but
0: I don't think we ever went in depth. No, yeah, I don't think so either. So, one of my—I was going to say—one of my favorite tips for Week in the Life is to set timers on your phone for to take pictures throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Allie has a million tips on her website for Week in the Life, yeah. and. I, it is a bit more intensive. It's a lot more work than just your normal documenting project. Yeah, but it is awesome. It is fun. It is a look at a week in your life.
1: Yeah, and she she's provided like digital templates you can download to make again that just like inserting and going easier and focusing on your pictures and making that process more joyful. But I also think, too, like, I was thinking about participating. I don't know if I will, if it's the right thing right now. But I, I was like, how, like, I know I wouldn't be able to, like, do it as intensely as she does it or, like, you know, it's assumed to do it. But you could still weaken the life with, like, one picture and in, in one page a day. Like, Yeah,
0: and I love taking screenshots. Right screenshots of text messages yeah screenshots of you know if you're on social media like your favorite instagram or like your whatever people do on facebook now uh read fake news like your favorite (laughs) fake news thing yeah um and it doesn't you know you pick up your bits and pieces of life it doesn't have to be you know for those of you who say well i'm stuck at work eight hours a day yeah that's cool what do you do for the rest of your day yeah you know Take a picture of the thing you're wearing before you leave for work. Take a picture of your breakfast. Take a picture of your commute. Take a picture of, you know, it's okay that you do the same thing, quote unquote, the same thing for eight hours a day, five out of the seven days a week. Yeah. So do most other people. Yeah. That's, that's not a reason not to document your life.
1: Yeah. And also to like with the gratitude practice, like. Eat, I, like every day I could write like the same thing but then the little things do happen differently like today I had a banana and for the first time I would like this banana was delicious and I remember thinking to myself like I never really appreciate bananas like bananas are on the go and you eat them and they're healthy and okay but like I was like, in, like this banana was awesome like so again like if I that would have been something new on the same thing
0: absolutely and like there's so many different things that we talk about you know day in and day out like what's happening in the world this week and for those of us who try to do this project once a year it's not always in may so what's happening in your neighborhood right now what flowers are blooming what produce is in season what did you eat for breakfast what did you eat for lunch what did you eat for dinner who did you talk to on the phone if you are me it's obviously no one who did you text with (laughs) Who, you know, what did you get in the mail? What did you send out in the mail? What did you watch on television? What shows did you stream? What movies did you go to see? All of these things are fascinating little bits and stories of your life. Your life doesn't have to be, you know, Taylor Swift for you to document a week in the life. Yeah. The things that are interesting are the things that are most mundane.
1: Yeah. And then it forces you to to open your senses to the day. Like, because if your senses are closed and it does seem like brush teeth, get in car, go to work, work, like, you know what I mean? But if your eyes are more open and your ears and nose and mouth are more open to what's happening around you, then you're going to have stories because you're going to be
0: looking for the story. Right, like, what toothbrush do you use? What toothpaste do you use? What shampoo do you use? Why? Why do you use that shampoo?
1: Yeah, or if you're at lunch, go venture out and see what's there because it's weekend life, and you want to talk about that adventure. Like, it'll make you do new things too. I
0: think. Absolutely, and if you're playing long, you know, tag us. We'd love to see. Are you going to be? I think so. Fun. I mean, I definitely am. I don't know how well I'm going to do it. Got it. Because who knows how well I do anything. (laughs) But I think that that's part of the fun is we always try to do things and who knows how well we're going to do them. Right. And And who says what's well? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite
0: Week in the Life books has absolutely no words. It's only pictures and it's all black and white. Nice. And it's awesome. Is it yours? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you said like someone else. That someone
0: yeah, no, one, one of my favorite books Hi. that I've, one of my favorite Week in the Life books that I've made. It's just, and it was one of the times that I did a really good job. I took lots of photos when my alarm went off and I made a digital cover page that says Week in the Life, the dates that it was. And then for every day I made another cover page. It was with one of Allie's templates. Yeah. Um, and then I just printed out all of the, Photos—they're all vertical, four by six. I bound them with two rings. Yeah. Um, I think this one actually might be on Allie's website oh. for when I was a guest designer. Um, so if you go on Allie, you know AllieEdwards.com and like search for my name, Kristen Tweedale, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find it. Fun—it's for show notes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, show notes. Yeah. Show notes, guys. <laughs> uh, but I love that one. Cool. And that was one. That was a September. Edition of cool. Week in the Life, so it's such a fun project because you get to just oh op- yeah, I really like the open up your senses more. And I hope that those of you who play along will tag us. I hope that a bunch of you will play along because it's a really fun project. And if this is not your type of memory keeping or scrapbooking, I hope that you find a type of memory keeping or scrapbooking that is because it is such a fun hobby is such a great way to learn more about who you are it is a great way to be introspective about yourself your stories and just so much about the world around you about the people around you about just everything yeah everything I think um
1: maybe in after chatter we can go a little bit into like, what we plan to do for summer. And you also said perfectionism that I don't think we touched on, so maybe in after-chatter.
0: Perfectionism.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, guys, I didn't talk about perfectionism. Perfectionism in scrapbooking is a big no-no. Because if you think that, uh, and we will get into this in, in after-chatter, because I have a lot to say about this, and we will not get Important. into it a thousand times of what I want to say here. But, uh... Because we rely so much on other people's things in order to scrapbook, especially those of us who have relied on like big box stores and other manufacturers to sell us albums and supplies so that all of our scrapbooks can look the same, all of our things can look pretty on the shelves. And for those of us who think that scrapbooking is supposed to look a certain way, there's going to be a rude awakening when those scrapbook companies go out of business and don't make our albums anymore. There are, I know, hundreds of us listening right now who have already had this rude awakening when those companies have gone out of business or decided to stop making our favorite albums and just said, sorry, haha, too bad, so sad, go and find somebody else. Mm. So perfectionism in scrapbooking does not exist. You are not perfect. Your story is not perfect. The stories of your children are not perfect i'm sorry if i sound like a bitch when i say this but if you are just hearing this from me now for the first time i don't know where you've been hi
1: this is kristen are you kristen
0: <laughs> feminist scrapbooker um but if you're struggling with perfectionism in scrapbooking head over to Shatter. <laughs> yeah also yeah head over to Shatter. Yeah. But remember that you're not alone. Yeah. We all struggle with perfectionism. Every single one of us struggle with the, the need to feel like we are less than. Yeah. And in this
1: cultivated postable world.
0: Yeah. Right. In this social media dominated this this ad
1: Driven,
0: dominated right. this patriarchal dominated world where it's like you need to look like this, you need to act like this, you need to buy these things in order to be. And it's no different in the corporate scrapbooking world and that you need to have these supplies to do this correctly. And I think our whole show added up to, you can scrapbook any way that feels right to you. Your stories are right. You are the one telling your stories. And if they're your stories, then you're doing it right.
1: And if they're going to be at your funeral... Right. Oh my god. Sorry.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. Then people aren't just going to like That's a great point. I If if you want all of your scrapbooks at your funeral, then they shouldn't be 30 or 40 books that are, you know, lined up in black leather. No one's gonna look at that. Like, oh well, you know, pass me volume twenty three when you're done with it. Yeah, right. They should be all different books in all yeah. different sizes and like, I, not that anything should be anything.
1: Right.
0: You know, but the emphasis
1: should be on who you are and what you have to say.
0: <laughs> right. Not fitting into a mold that doesn't fit you. Yeah. If thirty black, like right, when- leather binders fits your personality yeah. like at your of funeral, your entire life. <laughs> then please don't let me hold you back. <laughs> like at your funeral. go out and buy all of your albums right now so that they don't go out of business because <laughs> scrapbook albums are notoriously hard to buy. So if you want one type of album, and like I'm not saying this to be an asshole, but if you want one type of album to hold your entire life story for the rest of your entire life you should buy that album in bulk. Yeah. And and get all of them. Because they will stop making them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't place emphasis on like needs to all look uniformed. But it'd be funny if like at your funeral some like your family was like, Oh, she really was on trend. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like if that was the if that was the takeaway of like your scrapbooking life, like, oh, she must have really been high up there in the scrapbooking community.
0: <laughs> well, the other thing is like Some of our trends, like, they really suck. Like, some of, I, come on, man. Like, some of the trends that scrapbooking picks up, they're god-awful. Like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Some of my early albums.
0: Yeah, no, they pick up, like, really, really terrible trends sometimes. Like, let's put flamingos on everything.
1: (laughs) She was so tropical in 2011. (laughs) Let's put (laughs) pineapples on all of the things. Uh, Well, guilty. Guilty. But it's so funny because, like, I don't know why my relative at my funeral had an English accent, but it's just like, right. Like, they're just going to pick it up and want to know about you. So document about you if you feel joyed to do that or need to do that. But let's get after chatter. Right.
0: right. We're going to talk about perfectionism in after chatter. Yeah. But let's leave this with just be you buy the things that make you feel good. Buy the things that make you feel you. And if buying things doesn't make you feel good, find the things that make you feel you and use those. Even if they are from, you know, thrift stores or trading with other people online or reusing the junk mail envelopes that you get, you can thrift and, you know, junk your way towards just as cool scrapbooks as everyone else. Yeah. Totally. All right. If you want to find us at After Chatter, we are at patreon.com/craftysfemale. Um this has been an awesome episode. I'm really excited for next week's episode too. Me too. It's it's another re I don't that's not a rehash. It's like a, a level corrective.
1: up. Yeah, a level up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. It's a <laughs> level up and of uh, another one of our amazing early episodes. Which I'm really excited about.
1: Growth, man. It all fits into the theme. The
0: season of growth. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Love it. All right. Grow with us, guys. And come over to Patreon, because uh, After Chatter is going to be awesome. All right, guys. Uh, Patreon.com, slash Crafty Female. Thank you to all of our amazing patrons, supporters of the show. You help us so much. We love you. We love all of the amazing conversations that we get into on Discord and in our little cute chats that we have um video chat with jenny and jess video chat with jenny and jess was amazing and i can't wait for may's video chat details are on patreon and we will catch you next week with another amanda and kristen episode lots of love bye guys